Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. The Bible says in Hebrews 5.14, one of my favorite verses, it says, Solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. In other words, the, the Christian who can receive solid food or take, you know, solid spiritual truth is the person who by reason of use uses what they know. See, God doesn't expect you to do things uh, or, you know, live by faith of things that you don't know, but he does expect you to do what you do know. And that's why whenever people want to argue with me about some doctrine, about something that really doesn't matter about their life or my life, then, you know, I always like to bring it back to, well, how about this? The Bible says, love your neighbor. Are you loving your neighbor? What have you done for your neighbor? What have you done for anybody? <laughs> you know, are you loving people? Because you just need to put into practice what you're doing. Now, the church in Thessalonica, they were being persecuted. They, they had it difficult. And yet, Paul says, I thank God always because your faith grows exceedingly. And, and I believe that God wants us to grow spiritually and, and to be growing. And how do you grow spiritually? Well, Hebrews 5.14 says that you put it into practice. Reason of use. You got to use what you know. Are you doing what you already know? Or do you come to church and say, teach me something new, pastor. I've been going to church for 20 years. I know lots of stuff. I don't do anything, but I know a lot of stuff. Tell me something new. See, that's not really what Christianity is about. Christianity is not about you know, saying, hey, I just want to stimulate my intellect, but it's about allowing the word of God to go in and transform you and change the way you live your life. And so by reason of use, you put it into practice. And so you'll see people who've been going to church for 20, 30 years, and they're not really growing very much. And yet you'll see someone else who's been going to church for a year or six months or eight months, and they're all excited, and they're teaching Sunday school, and they're bringing people to church, and they're excited about Jesus, and they're telling everybody they know, and people are coming with them to church, and they're getting saved. And then somebody else has been going to church for 30 years, and really nothing's happening in their life. Now, why is that? Well, because the new person just takes the Bible for what it is. Oh, I'm supposed to be telling people about Jesus. I'm supposed to be serving Jesus. But the person who's been saved for a long time, there's a tendency to grow stagnant and to grow cold in your heart. There's a tendency that the longer you've been a Christian to sort of think, well, I know a lot of stuff, therefore I don't need to do anything. But that's not really what the Bible teaches. It tells us that we need to be doers of the word and not hearers only. And here's the thing. When you put it into practice, then it causes your faith to grow. Because if you start teaching Sunday school or you get involved in any kind of ministry, you're going to have to interact with other people. And then they're going to say something. It's going to upset you. And then you're going to have to decide, am I going to be able to forgive him and do what Jesus said and move on and keep serving him? Or am I going to stomp my feet like a little baby in Christ and I'm angry at you and I quit? I mean, and that's the process. Now, some of you right now are saying, I can't receive what you're saying, pastor. I mean, back up. (laughs) But here's the thing. I'm just telling you because God loves you and he doesn't want you to be stuck where you're at. And if you're stuck where you're at, That isn't God's plan for you. God wants you to be growing. He wants all of us to be growing spiritually. And there's a lot of things involved in that. Going to church, reading your Bible, worshiping, serving, 
engaging in worship and prayer and going to small groups and getting involved with other Christians and praying and, and saying, Lord, what have you gifted me? What have you created me to do? And doing things that God's gifted you to do. I mean, if God's gifted you with music to sit there and not use it, well, you're not going to be growing. You got to be doing it or whatever it is. Maybe some of you have the gift of teaching. Maybe some of you have different gifts and God wants you to be using them. So to grow and to continue to grow, you have to, by reason of use, exercise what you already know. You need to put it into practice. And so Paul's excited because these folks are growing. They're young Christians. They're excited. And I love the story. When my wife first got saved, she's pretty excited. And uh, when she first got saved, she was about 16 or so. And she was pretty hyper. I mean, she's like, wow! I mean, she just like. And so when she got saved, she used to go to this ladies' Bible study with a bunch of old lady Christians. I don't know how old they were, 30s, 40s, I don't know. But anyway... That's not old now, though. I mean, that was old back when she was a teenager. Now, 30s is like very young. So she went to this thing, and she was all excited for Jesus. And one of the ladies said, Susie, here's the deal. You're going to calm down. You're not always going to be excited for Jesus. You're going to calm down. You're going to be like us. And she told me, she said, you know, from that day forward, I determined I'm going to be excited for Jesus till the day I die. And if you've talked to her lately, she's still pretty excited. (laughs) And, you know, I just thought, that's great. I want that in my life, too. I don't want the longer I'm a Christian, I don't want to become lukewarm and half-hearted and I don't want to become, you know, a wimpy Christian. I want to always be growing in my faith and and that involves doing things. It involves stepping out in faith and and whenever I start feeling like, oh, my Christian journey is kind of ho-hum, then I think, well, what is God challenging me to do? What does God want me to step out in faith to do? And, you know, God is always wanting to work through us to, to do great things and so as a believer, if you want to grow in faith, you've got to step out in faith. You've got to step out in faith and do things. And I love that saying that you've got to step out and do things that are doomed to fail unless God is involved with it, right? How many of you have ventured into those lately? Suppose we got married, you have. And so, growing in faith. So Paul's excited, this young church, they're growing in faith. And then he says, and the love of every one of you also abounds towards each other. And that's so awesome. Love abounds to every one of them. Now, in the Bible, when you study what it is to be spiritually mature or to have a strong faith, the ultimate manifestation of strong faith is love. See, some people think that, you know, I'm strong in Jesus so I can debate with someone about eschatology or I can debate pre-trib or post-trib or mid-trib or, or I can debate theology. But there's no place in the Bible where it says Debating doctrine is a sign of maturity, but ultimately love is the supreme manifestation of the spiritual growth in your life. And the Bible tells us that it isn't just any kind of love. It isn't Hollywood love where I love you, baby, until you make me angry and then I'm done with you. But it's that deep love. And who knows what that word in the Greek there in Galatians 5.22, it says the fruit of the spirit is love. And that word love is agape. And that word agape is a deep love that's much deeper than a physical love or an emotional love. It is a self-sacrificing love. And so God wants us to be growing in love as well, to be stepping out in faith, growing in our faith, and then growing in love. Because if you're walking in the Spirit, Galatians 5 says the fruit of the Spirit is love. In other words, when you're filled with the Spirit of God and you're walking in God's plans and purposes and you're growing in your knowledge and understanding of God's Word and you're praying and you're worshiping and you're serving, you're engaging, you're using the gifts that God has given you, well then your life is going to be growing in your faith and in your love. Now, sometimes people get this idea like, oh, we need to be growing in love as a church. So what does that mean? Does that mean that if I bump into someone and they say, excuse me, I say, okay, you're excused. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, 
Love suffers long. We could just stop right there, and you could just kind of take that in. When you say to your husband or your wife or your kids, I love you, when you say to your parents, I love you, I want you to think from now on, you're saying, I'm going to suffer long with you. I mean, that's what you need to be thinking because that's what love is. And see, when you think about a relationship with someone and you think you love them, sometimes we think love means how you feel emotionally. But biblically, agape love is a love that suffers long. What does that mean? It means that when you love someone, and so Paul's talking about the church, they're loving one another, abounding in that love, is that you suffer long with them. So if they do things or say things that annoy you, you don't blow up and yell at them. You're just like, okay, they're a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm probably going to make some mistakes later on. So uh, you reap what you sow. I probably should be gracious. You know? So uh, love suffers long and then is kind. And I think the church kind of has a bad rap out in the world. If you go out in the world with a bunch of heathens and you say, hey, describe for me what you think most Christians are like, they're not going to say, well, they suffer long and they're kind. <laughs> no, what do they think? They think, well, they're arrogant and condescending and they think they're better than everybody else. And so, you know, this is what the Bible teaches that God wants to work in your heart and my heart, that we would be filled with this agape love. And as he says, love suffers long, it's kind, doesn't envy. So you don't envy the people you work with. If someone gets promoted, it does not parade itself, it's not puffed up. You don't act like you're better than other people. And see, quite often Christians have a reputation of all of the opposite of this stuff, that they're envious and some Christian at work, well, that person got a promotion and I'm much better and, and I'm a Christian and I got God on my side and they're evil and they should go to hell. They shouldn't get a raise, you know, and just, I mean, you know, they're puffed up. And so he says, does not behave rudely. And, you know, Christians can be quite rude from time to time. In fact, when people come to a church and they meet a bunch of loving Christians, they're kind of shocked. Actually, people all the time will come to church here and they say, wow, this church is so loving. And, and they're kind of like, wow, shocking. I mean, they don't say it like that, but, you know, and I don't say, what'd you expect? And, and you know, because then I don't want to hear them say a bunch of rude, obnoxious, puffed up, arrogant people, right? But sometimes that's what people think about Christians. And so we need to be praying, Lord, help us to grow in love. This kind of agape love that doesn't seek its own is not provoked, thinks no evil, it doesn't rejoice in iniquity, rejoices in the truth and bears all things and believes all things, hopes all things and endures all things. I mean, that's a long-suffering kind of self-sacrificing love. And so that's the kind of love that God wants us to have for each other in the church, for brothers and sisters in the Lord. And, you know, I always think about agape love. I think of a mom with their baby because the baby just makes noises, wakes you up in the middle of the night, makes really bad smells, and makes just a mess of everything, really. They throw up on you. And it's coming out of both ends, and it's just guck everywhere. And mom's like, oh, sweet little thing. You know? I mean, sometimes I go into the nursery back there and washing my hands. I have a sink back there, and, and there'd be a baby, and a big bomb went off. And I'm like, ah, and the mom's all smiling. Woo! And I'm just like, yeah, get me out of here. You know? But moms are very loving. You know, the kid can't do anything but make more mess tomorrow. And then if you're a really intelligent mom, you realize, hey, and then they're going to become a teenager, and then a lot worse mess, you know, and, and then, I don't know what happens. Anyway, but loving. They were growing in faith, growing in love. And so this is what Paul is thanking the Lord about. And, and I believe that if we want to be a church that is a biblical church, we want to be growing in our faith. We want to be growing in love towards each other. And so it, it really is action. So he says in verse 4, So that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. And so Paul's saying, man, I'm bragging about you to the other churches because you guys are so full of patience and faith. And even though you're persecuted, you guys are growing in faith. You're loving people. You're being patient. And I think this is another attribute that Paul is really 
encouraging them that they're doing well in, and that is being patient. And I think as Christians, we should have the people around us look at us and say, oh, you're growing in your patience. In fact, on your way home today, I want you to ask someone who you came to church with, am I more patient now than I was last year? And if they give you an immediate, <laughs> then you know that you're not. But we can pray and say, Lord, change me. Help me to be growing in faith. Lord, help me to be growing in love. And Lord, help me to be more patient. Now, the word patience here is a steadfast endurance to continue in your walk with the Lord no matter what the circumstances are. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, We'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you. May you have a great day. Today is the day you